God, we give you thanks for this day. For all that we have known and experienced in it. Take now these thoughts and ruminations, God, and allow them to receive your breath. That your people may hear your voice speaking to them from afar and be guided in the ways of righteousness. Lord, let the meditations of my heart the voice that is within me, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. And Joel 2, 26 goes on to read, then after all of that, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. The North Carolina Poet laureate Jackie Sheldon Green offers this really interesting poetic glimpse into her ancestral story as she remembers the women in her life. Grandmother One. I know the Grandmother One had hands. But they were always in bowls, folding, pinching, rolling the dough, making the bread. I know the grandmother, one, had hands, but they were always underwater, sifting rice, bluing clothes, starching lye. I know the grandmother, one, had hands, but they were always in the earth, planting seeds, removing weeds, growing knives, burying sons. I know the grandmother, one, had hands, but they were always under the cloth, pushing it along, helping it birth into skirt, dress, curtains to lock out night. I know grandmother one had hands, but they were always inside the hair, parting and plaiting, twisting it into rainbows. I know the grandmother one had hands, they were always inside pockets, holding the knots, counting the twisted veins, holding on to herself 
Let her hands disappear into sky. I know grandmother one had hands, but they were always in the clouds, poking holes for the rain to fall. Poking holes for the rain to fall. To water our weary souls, to cleanse us of the pain of the past, to give life to the seeds that will bear fruit in a new, de- new day. We need hands inside of clouds, y'all. Holy hands inside of clouds, poking holes so that the rain can fall. There is something very deeply powerful and moving and even prophetic in the voice of Joel on this day for a community that found itself in a very desperate situation facing plague and drought before them hanging an awful judgment threatened by death and Loss and pain and terrible suffering. Joel speaks to a people who have known a difficult day. He challenges them to put first things first. He invites them into ways of being and living in the world that might reorder their day and reorder their lives. Ways that might restore broken relationships. Ways that might heal the breaches that have existed. Ways that might open the door to a new way. After challenging the people to change and seeing the work of transformation happening all around them, Joel speaks of a new day when healing rain will fall. When holy hands placed inside of hope-filled clouds poke holes for the rain to fall. Rain that forgives Rain that renews, rain that sets aright, rain that offers hope, rain that sets before the people a bright and brilliant future. I know that grandmother one had hands, but they were always inside the clouds, poking holes for the rain to fall. The dean of Howard University Divinity School, the Reverend Dr. Yolanda Pierce, has written this wonderful little book entitled In My Grandmother's House, Black Women, Faith, and the Stories We Inherit. In it, she employs the tools of womanist theology to expand the limits of her own liberation theology to shape what she has come to term as grandmother theology. For Pierce, it is a theology that centers the voices of those who have far too long stood outside of theological camps, It is a theology that is in a lived experience of grandmothers and aunties and other mothers and women. 
She names the presence of God at the kitchen table where her grandmother, having sweat over a stove, made something out of nothing. She invites us to think deeply about God among us, around us, animating all of life. She invites us to see God in the everyday and the ordinary, particularly in the lives of women. And at a time in our world where we thought we had widened space, not only for the work of racial justice, but for the work of gender equality. Lord knows we need space widened for women who continue to press hard against stained glass ceilings. That's good. In Pierce's work, she carefully opens up space to view her grandmother and Polly Murray from a similar view. She writes, two black women, each barely two generations removed from slavery. I'm going to go back. Two black women, each barely two generations removed from slavery with radical different upbringings and trajectories. They share in calling upon a name that means to them the pain of sacrifice and yet the radical hope of love. They call on Jesus. She asks, for whom and for what causes are we willing to sacrifice and call on the name of Jesus? How are we called to demonstrate God's sacrificial love in the world that we live? And then there's the work of Christina Cleveland, who asserts without apology in her widely acclaimed work, God is a black woman, that we must free ourselves from tyrannical religious ideologies that police our imaginations, that shackle our faith and our understanding and images of God that do not expand the vision of God. Images that restrict our vision to white, western, patriarchal, heteronormative views that subtly and perhaps even subconsciously suggest to us that a real high priest ought to appear in flesh in a particular way. I love that Jackie Sheldon Green Yolanda Pierce and Christina Cleveland open up creative space for us to think theologically about women. Perhaps even women with holy hands inside of thick, cumulus clouds, poking holes in the clouds for healing rain to fall, restorative rain to fall. Joel after a hard reckoning, speaks into the community this oracle of salvation that rain will fall, healing rain will restore the land. 
It is a word that promises to present the people with a hope-filled future. It is a word that promises to restore the joy of their salvation. It is a word that opens up creative space to know and to live in God's healing love. He contends that when God's salvation arrives, that all of creation will know it. That, that when God's salvation arrives, that, that nature will begin to yield her bounty, that the skies will open up and rain will fill the earth because God's love comes and meets the world right where it is. God's gift of rain in this context symbolizes God's righteousness. And the prophet asked the children of God to rejoice, not simply over the restoration of a dry and thirsty and fallow ground, but to rejoice over the restoration of their relationship with God. Oh, that's good. The ground will be restored because the relationship with God has been restored But joy will come into the heart of the people as they worship because joy has returned into the heart of God. A dry and a desolate land is a thing of the past. Trees will bear fruit. The grapevines will once again twist and turn and their leaves will begin to grow wide and the wine vats will begin to overflow with sweet wine and the oil press will yield its golden delight for a people who have turned from their ways have found joy in God, renewed their faithfulness and God rejoices in their turning By poking holes in the clouds for the rain to fall. Not because they are so worthy or so deserving or because they have finally done something right. But God showers upon the people a cleansing and a healing rain because of love. Love, love. And the resultant of that overwhelming love in the life of the people is the gift of the Spirit. For the Spirit is then resting on all flesh, moving in all flesh, animating all flesh, empowering all flesh. And we will know God's power. Because the children will prophesy and the old will dream dreams and the young will see visions and all will know and live in the spirit of God and experience the transformative power of God. A power that even breaks the categorical bounds that Joel had established, revealing the presence of God in new and astounding. Friends, may the gift of God's transformative spirit, may it continue to awaken in us hope for tomorrow, 
May it wake us to challenge these unproductive legacies of white privilege. May it awaken in us a a desire to fight the sin of institutional racism. May it awaken in us a desire to challenge our love even of colonialism. May the transformative gift of the Spirit poking holes in the clouds that we may know healing rain. May it open us to hear the voice of God in the young, demanding for a more relevant church, in the voices of those who are LGBTQI, wanting to be included. May we hear the Spirit of God moving, in the voices of women pressing hard against stained glass ceiling and demanding justice at court steps. May we hear the Spirit of God as we go and know radical truth-telling that brings about tears that heal us. May we know God's Spirit in the work of reparations and repair that sets everybody free. And may the Spirit of God open us to see and imagine God embodying grandmothers, black and brown grandmothers, Grandmothers whose hands were always in the clouds, poking holes for healing rain to fall. May it be so for us this day and always. Amen. Amen.